The views and opinions expressed on this program aren't necessarily those of this station, but those of the sponsors, Armada Advisors. Good morning, News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel, heard every day here, uh, 9 to 11 weekdays. And today, uh, I'm so pleased to have uh, Wesley Odom, the president of Armada Advisors. Check them out at armadaadvisors.com. They're charting a better course as you navigate through your financial life and retirement. Uh, Wesley, thank you so much for being here this morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Happy yeah. New Year. It's Happy a New Year. To be here. Yeah, well, that's one thing I wanted to, to go ahead and touch on since somebody said that to me earlier they were like hey happy new year i'm like where's the cutoff where do we stop saying happy new year how many days into the new what do you think i mean i don't know i think that you could get away with it uh pretty much uh through three quarters of uh, January. Let's that's what that I way. think. That's whenever I take my uh, Christmas decorations down. That's when I'll stop saying Happy New Year, which will be <laughs> in March. Measure. Um, so uh, one thing we were talking about over the break. Uh, you had a little bit of a pro- prolific moment, right, in picking some stocks. Maybe uh, should I should I come to you with my stock picks for twenty twenty four? I was right about twenty three. That's for certain. Yeah. I actually I was thinking about before I came on the show uh, last year in January and February. I was extolling the. Uh, uh, the advantages or, or, or merits of investing in, in NVIDIA, which is a uh, artificial chip company. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, NVIDIA took off like a cra- uh, banshee last year, and it had uh, the best performance, I think, uh, of any stock. Uh, it was up over 200%. Wow. Um, so it, 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 some people still don't understand NVIDIA, or they think of NVIDIA as a uh, just a, a company that does fast uh graphics, graphics cards, cards yeah. yeah that's how i knew them yeah right exactly and, mm-hmm. and they they've branched out beyond that and now what they do is they can do a variety of different chips that allow things to be done in very very quick fashion i give you an example and i gave this example actually january february last year i said you know you there's a ability you could they could you could put an nvidia chip in your cell phone Mm. And you could be speaking English, and it could come out Spanish or another language on the other end. So the other guy thought, you know, you spoke Spanish, and he he would speak Spanish to you, and it would come out English on your side. It would all be real time. Mm. And they have another chip out there that does the same thing for a person like doing a FaceTime or a video call, like a Zoom call. You could be speaking in English, and it come out in Russian on the other wow. end. It's absolutely fantastic. Mm. They're doing so much in the way of artificial intelligence that will blow our minds in the future, and they're on the cutting edge. And that's why if you look at a lot of equity funds right now that are in the growth space, a lot of them have positions in this company because you know they've been growing their earnings like every quarter surprising Wall Street by like 18% on the upside. Mm. So imagine coming home with a paycheck and saying, honey, I came home, I made 18% more than I did last quarter. Oh, really? Wow, that's pretty good. How'd you do that? Well, I was sold a lot of stuff or whatever, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, everyone loves me. So anyway, they're doing a they're doing a really great job now. And you know, personally though, I, I, as much as I love Nvidia, mm-hmm. the odds of companies going up two hundred percent over the next year is just not in the cards. Mm. Okay? Why is that? Why do you think? Well, I've been doing this for over thirty years, mm. and you know, 
it is is exciting to pe- see people. People get excited about winners. I mean, everyone does. I mean, right. think about it. And you know, anything in, whether it's a sports team or whether it's a a stock that's going up, whatever. You want to keep on believing that that is the answer, and you don't want to give up your team. You know, I mean, right. think about it. I'm an Oakland Raiders fan, or excuse me, shows you how old I went with the Oakland Raiders. They when they were in Oakland, right. now they're in Vegas, right? I still like them. But they haven't won in a long time. Although they won, uh, I think Thursday night football here lately and had a blowout uh, game or something. Which yeah, was, that that might have been a fluke. That, that was one. a fluke. Uh, yeah, yeah, see, exactly, it's a weird. exactly. Yeah. So you know, you just have to take <laughs> things in a grain. But I think in in terms of companies, uh, you know, companies work on valuations, and guys like me add up the uh, the the numbers that they make and look at where they at where they trade and what are the upside potential without being overinflated. And if you have a company that's actually surprising you an 18% upside every quarter, then that certainly helps justify your valuation for a higher value. Right. But at some point you got to ask yourself, okay, well, okay, that's nice, but is it 200% going to replicate itself? Probably not. Yeah. Is it going to go up next year? I think it is. It's going to go up in 2024. Uh, I would probably think 2025 might even go up better if it keeps on its trajectory. But I wouldn't want to necessarily put all the eggs in one basket on there right? Um, because the key to any kind of investment is diversification. Mm. And I would think in business, too, as a business owner, you would think, well, you know, my business grew 200% last year. I'm not going to take out loans on another 200% increase this year. I'm going to stick where I'm at. Same with maybe stocks. If you think, hey, we had a great year, I'm not going to risk it by right. putting it all in uh, in one basket for the next year because it, it might have been a fluke. Like that game the other night, the Chiefs, just, it was just a weird situation. <laughs> Somehow the Raiders just destroyed them. But um, talking about getting destroyed, I know <laughs> a lot of people have gotten destroyed on uh, on stocks and the, and the stock market. But surprisingly enough to me, the, the S&P went up last year. Um, why do you think that happened? And going into 24, which is an election cycle, which everything's going to get nutty, do you do you think that that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing for the for the stocks? Well, you know, at the at the beginning of last year, I was telling people that I felt this that 2023, and and all the all the recordings I had are we published on our website. You can see it on our website. All our recordings, you can see what I was talking about. But I was saying to people that it was going to be a 1995 year. Now, a 1995 year is um, is when the stock market came out of a period of time where we had multiple interest rate increases in 94, and the stock market had a 34% year in 95. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I was, in, I was working um, in the industry back then, and it just felt like that was going to happen in 23. Why? Because interest, the, the, at some point in 23, the, the Fed was going to stop raising rates. They did. And, and you had a chance for the economy to really go. We had a lot of cash that's been created over the pandemic and all that kind of good stuff. And you had a lot of money in people's balance sheets and you're going to get, uh, act, you're going to get some friction. And so the, the, the traction, I'm not friction, but traction. And, and so I really felt like that was going to be, be it. And I was telling people, Hey, I don't know if it's going to go 34%. I probably won't, but it's going to go high. And we got a 26% year on the S and P. That's really good. Um, so what does that mean for this coming year? Um, not this high. Mm. I mean, I, I'm just telling people not as high. Right. Are we going to have a positive year? Yeah, we're going to have a positive year. Mm, okay. Why? Because I know this is kind of trite, but around 82% of the time during election year, markets always do well. 
Now, some people say, oh, because the, the politicians are kind of greasing it or anything like that. Well, politicians can only do so much. It, ultimately, there's a lot of things that, in play. But um, but it's not going to be a blowout year like this last year was. We're all, this year, all together, this, year, this, these, uh, this week, um, you know, the, the stock market is, is going down. It needs to mm-hmm. because we've had such a massive run up toward the end of the year. And, um, but I think that you can't, you can't have that sustainable, a 20 some odd percent. I don't see it in the cards. I'd be happy with a 12% year personally this year. I don't know what we're going to do, but just like I didn't know exactly what we're going to do. We're going to be positive this year. It's, it's not going to be low single digits. It's going to be, I'd say between five and five and 15, something like that. Mm. Our guest today is Wesley Odom, owner of Armada Advisors here in Pensacola, Florida, uh, utilizing Fidelity Investments. Uh, You've been a financial advisor for over 30 years. If you have questions, if you want to tap that 30-year experience and uh, and ask a question here on the air, go ahead and give us a call or text 437-1620. It's the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm your host, Jake Walker. If you have questions, let us know today. Um, moving on, I, one thing I always love talking to people about on this show, um, and, and I know you want to talk about uh, money markets and cash and stuff, but AI. AI is just, I talk about it with most of my guests just because it seems to be you know, permeating every part of our existence right now. Um, do you, um, how, how does that play in the market? What do, you, what do you think we have to see in 2024 in terms of AI? Well, the biggest AI player, as, as I mentioned, is is NVIDIA. They're the number one mm-hmm. um, leader in that technology. Um, the, the chairman of Intel lamented the other day that um, that he was kind of like petty about it, really, that uh, they'd taken over that, that spot. And Intel is so far behind. It's un- unbelievable. Um, you know, the thing is, though, that, you know, a lot of people are talking about it, but it's not going to happen as quickly as you think. I mean, yes... You can go to some factories and they have robots putting together cars and things of that nature. That's correct. It took a long time to get there. And just like I told you about the technology that we had, we have with NVIDIA, that the capability of being able to put a certain chip in your cell phone or put a certain chip in your your uh, your computer that allows you to do uh, real-time um, foreign language conversations with folks, um, you know, that doesn't, that's expensive, number one. Mm-hmm. And, and you've got to have, it has to be, at a price point that people can afford it. Uh, you know, NVIDIA is putting a chip in, in the 2024 Mercedes-Benz that's going to make it very, somewhat, really autonomous on the highway. And their 2026 chip, though, is going to be twice as safe as the 2024 chip. So I'm going to wait. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. So you're like thinking about, well, why would I want to buy this thing? Right. I mean, you know, technology is going to change at such a rapid fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you would want to lease a Mercedes. Right. You know, lease it and then in 2024 get the twice as safe module, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. I mean, the, the, it is happening. It is it is something that, um, you know, that's just not going to happen as quickly as you think about it. Uh, but Money is being put into it. More money is going to be put into it. Um, is it going to revolution our lives? Yes, it is. But it's not going to happen overnight. And it makes sense for, you know, to you to, to have some exposure to that. But, again, I wouldn't anticipate that you're going to make the 200% this year. Right. Uh, because that just doesn't – it's not in the cards. Mm. Uh, speaking of keeping it safe, uh, what uh, what any advice do you have for people who kind of sat in the money markets in uh, in 2023 and didn't really get uh, get too risky. Sure. Yeah. Uh, the in 
in the third quarter, I saw this, the government statistics on this. In the third quarter, I think they had a record number of amount of money in money markets. It was like three trillion or six trillion dollars. It's just unbelievable, crazy. Okay, where people were just that freaked out about things. And of course, what happened after the end of the third quarter, the stock market pretty much went straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that you it's always good to have cash. You know, I recommend if you're single, you have, you know, at least three months uh, expenses, living expenses in your uh, cash and for emergency money. If you're married, you should have at least six months emergency money and expenses because you never know when bad things happen. Right. You just never know. And, and fortunately, you know, you, we're now getting paid 5% to be in the money market. Now, granted, your bank might not be paying 5% because they're making some money off of you, mm-hmm. whatever. You, maybe you ought to think about looking into a money market as another location. I know we utilize Fidelity, which uh, I think is one of the best custodians in the world. They're the largest actual uh, custodian in the United States um, for, for corporate 401k plans as well as uh, private wealth management stuff. But that, that's just me. I, I love Fidelity. I've worked with um, other firms before, and they're just fantastic. Mm. So, but I think that, you know, you need to have it, but you can't think and you can't anticipate that that 5% is going to stay 5% forever because it's not. Mm. The Fed has already announced that they want to try to lower interest rates. And that what that means to you is it means interest rates on your money market will come down at some point. Um, now, I remember as a younger person in the 1980s, when we had money markets and in the money market accounts, fourteen percent. Remember those days? Mm. You guys might be too young for that, but um, anyway, I mean, it was great. And when you you know you had some money in the money market and you had so much money you were making in your money market that that uh, either like paid for your gas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. Yeah. Uh, of course, it, and I remember when it started to come down. I was like, oh, it'll go back up. They didn't. It went down. It kept on going down mm. and straight down. And uh, so anyway, we're in a period of time where, yeah, it's a good deal. If you want some fixed income in your portfolio, it is a good time to try to grab it right now. I think anything over 5% uh, would probably be good. And you can still get bonds out there at 5%, 7%. You just have to be careful what you're buying. Um, and, in, you know, in, in CDs, the same thing. Hmm. Wesley Odom is our guest this morning, the president of Armada Advisors. Check him out at armadaadvisors.com. Um We've talked a lot about, um, you know, investments, and, and I know that healthcare was one of the worst performing sectors uh, last year, and I know real estate has been taking a hit, uh, especially with the, you know, the interest rates and everything. Uh, do you see healthcare performing badly again in 2024? Do you think they're both going to make a comeback? I think that they both will make a comeback. I mean, you know, I know last year uh, uh, real estate securities hit what I thought was a crazy, crazy low valuation, you know. I'll give you an example. One of my favorite real estate companies, and, and a lot of people don't think of it as a real estate company, but it really is with a, with a great business model, and that's Home Depot. Mm. Home Depot owns like 95%, I think, of their stores, locations. Oh, wow. I mean, the real estate itself, I mean, think about it. They have some really good locations in yeah, towns all across the nation. Yeah. yeah, And um, and they they also, if you look like in the case of, uh, look at the, uh, the on Davis, right? They own the the a big swath of real estate they've got little the the tire store going on that they rent out to they rent out space to the the uh, uh the, the car wash place and they got west marine and they rent out money to them and they all pay rent to whom home depot mm-hmm. and home depot owns the store anyway and they're having a great business model on top of that 
It's a company that's raised their dividends 600% over the last 10 years. Ooh. I mean, how many people have raised their rent 600% the last 10 years? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. So anyway, that stock reached an all-time low during this year. I remember it happening. It was like October or something like that. And I looked at it, and I said, that is just god-awful stupid. There's no reason for Home Depot to go down that low. And sure enough, it went from it, – as soon as it hit that low, it was like a, it was like a compressed spring. It just exploded, mm. and the stock has jumped up since then. Of course, the Fed announced they're going to be possibly lowering interest rates. That helps Home Depot because people want to go into the building, and that and as people move into more building and more real estate stocks, guess what? They're renovating their houses. That means Home Depot makes more money, and they keep on raising that dividend. Yes. And as one of my uh, clients used to say, it's all about the dividend. <laughs> the Benjamins from the dividends. That's right. That's right. right. So anyway, I mean, yeah, real estate's going to be good. Healthcare. I mean, certain healthcare companies, I wouldn't want to touch them with a 10-foot pole. I mean, mm -hmm. one company that we stayed away from of a while now is Pfizer. Yeah. You know, if you did the numbers on Pfizer and, and you and you realized they were, uh, they were on a hope and a prayer trying to come out with this drug that was a fat pill, you know, you could drink, mm. take take a fill and you could uh, start losing weight. Well, that that's like the elixir, man. That's like America. Right. People love that. I mean, mm -hmm. right now they've got these Eli Lilly and also Novo No Nordisk have gone into the business where you can get these injections and they will cause you to feel like you're you're full. And so you say, I don't want to eat. And so these people are literally obese people are not obese anymore because they're taking this drug. Mm -hmm. And it's really doing some amazing things. And there's a very ne uh, negligible uh, bad side effects on it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's why these companies have gone into, uh, you know, I mean, really accelerated in prices because they're doing something really right. Whereas Pfizer has, has really made some really big missteps um, mm -hmm. in, in their growth pattern. And I think that they're, they're just, you've got to be careful with any stock. But I think that it, it makes sense. But, you know, uh, we are addicted to healthcare. We're wedded to it. And uh, there's some great opportunities out there. Well, speaking of, uh, you know, people are thinking about their health. It's the new year. Uh, everybody's got their New Year's resolutions, uh, you know, in effect, and hopefully they'll last for, you know, at least through the end of the week. Um, but what financial resolutions can uh, people do to set themselves up for future success in this new year? Well, one, I think they can try to uh, establish a budget. Mm -hmm. And number two, they can uh, say, okay, reassess. Do we have the three months emergency money or the six months emergency money? and make a goal to try to get that in that position. And the other thing they can do is say, you know, what what am I doing right now in my current life that that I maybe could cut back on? You know, some people like to eat out every day. That is the biggest budget buster that I've found with me and my wife is the food budget. We we had to take our food budget on our first budget that we made, and we just doubled it over time. We were like, no, nope, we totally under, grossly underestimated our food budget. Yeah, yeah I'll get you every time, especially absolutely. restaurants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I'm not trying to say you know, anti-restaurant. I'm just saying, no, just, being, keeping it real, you yeah. know. And and uh, you know, you could, uh, you know, your let's say your spouse does a, a great job cooking a big meal at dinner, and you say, you know, this is I hate to throw this away. We got a little excess. Let's make a little small little thing for tomorrow. I can take it to work, mm -hmm. you know. And bingo, you got a great meal there. That, yeah. that, that you know that that you just pop in the microwave or whatever. So, uh, and you didn't have to spend, you know, whatever it was going to the, the, the wherever you like to go typically. So I think it, the small steps, you do that. And also I think the other thing you ought to do is think about a, an IRA, whether it be in a Roth, an IRA, uh, there's a regular IRA versus a Roth, you know, it depends on your age, it depends on your, your income, tax bracket, all that kind of things. But if you start putting a little way for retirement, it's amazing what you can do and get. We do have a text in. Um, a listener wants to know, 
Uh, what sets you apart from other financial advisors? And uh, is there, uh, you know, the word fiduciary kind of gets uh, thrown around a lot. Could you uh, tell us kind of what sets you apart from other financial advisors in terms of that? Sure. Well, we're a registered investment advisor. We're, we don't accept commissions uh, on our products. Um, we basically get paid all, um, as like an advisory fees. So in mm -hmm. other words, if you make money, we make money. Um, you know, basically Fidelity collects uh, uh, the, the fees uh, that, that are negotiated at the beginning of the contract, so you know exactly how it is. And then, um, the, you know, I have to pay Fidelity the, the cost of their, to do business with them, and then I keep the rest. And, and it's, uh, it's a more transparent environment. Also, too, what we do is uh, we actually do the research. You know, we actually will um, we'll figure out, okay, uh, how are we going to value this company? You know, what's our game strategy? You know, what kind of uh, manager, what's your, what's your overall intent here? We're not an asset allocator. We don't just automatically say, okay, you're a pie chart. We're going to put you in this pie chart, and that's your life and your pie chart life. No. What I found it really works well with securities is, you know, there's, um, you know, if you can identify some really good securities like your NVIDIA's, your Amazon's, we were, we were big and have been big with Amazon for mm. years now. I looked into client's portfolio the other day. I think they're up like almost 600% their Amazon wow. since they bought it. And, uh, you know, these, some of these companies are out, they're growing their earnings faster than the overall market. And I think if you can put yourself in some, a few of these in your portfolio and, and also, maybe have a port side of your portfolio that's less risky in the, in the, than the market. We have a lot of clients in a certain ETF um, that I doubt that a, a lot of brokers use, but it actually outperformed the S&P, which is designed to do uh, again this year by like 1.36%, and it did so with less risk. Hmm. And that's to me is ultimately everyone wants no risk, high return, you know, Right. But uh, so anyway, I think that that's what we do. We actually do add a lot of value compared to a lot of brokers because we're less expensive. We give real advice and it's personalized advice, not necessarily pie chart advice. It's right. like, what do we think you ought to do at this time? Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I'm excited about it. I've been doing, as I said, for over 30 years and and uh, and uh, we've been doing something right. Yeah. I got an another text here, 437-1620. Let us know if you have any questions while we finish up here with Wesley Odom from Armada Advisors. Uh, they want to know how the uh, the war in Ukraine might uh, uh, affect the U.S. stock market uh, this coming up year. And that also makes me think about oil stocks, you know, with in ongoing tensions in the Middle East. How, how are oil stocks looking for next year? Uh, oil is good. I like oil. Um, you, the Ukraine war, um, you know... It, it hasn't been as big as a uh, mushroom cloud, if you want to use that expression, than everyone thought it was going to be. And I've never, uh, I never have thought of it as a, a major um, thing that's going to bring up or down. I mean, there's too many, there's, yeah, there are companies that are going to benefit and are benefiting. Uh, there's some defense contractors that we actually own. I was doing uh, some research on on some actually yesterday and updating the valuations and there was one of them that that's really really probably going to be doing particularly well this coming year uh, because of the war in the in the Ukraine, but they they have most of these defense contractors have orders that are like millions of dollars of backlog anyway. Mm. I mean, so the United States government's saying we want this, we want this, we want this, and so all they're doing is they're saying, okay, well, the war of the Ukraine, we're going to kind of move this order ahead of that order to try to get it out the door a little bit earlier, uh, but they're still they're still backlogged, mm. and so um, I, I think it's going to help some defense stocks going forward, um, but I don't see it as a a deal breaker for 
for the stock market. I think there's too, there's too many good things going on in our own economy for us to worry about the war in the Ukraine. Mm. Well said. Uh, and real quick, finishing up, we've got about a minute. Uh, what do you think about crypto? Should people be adding cryptocurrencies to their retirement portfolios in, in 2024, or should we just wait on that to see how that goes? I would wait. I yeah. mean, there is a, uh, a filing by, I think it's BlackRock, that uh, they're trying to do an ETF that's a, a real bona fide ETF on mm -hmm. crypto. Uh, and Bitcoin. And if they get approval from the SEC, I think it writes a new chapter in investment uh, lexicon. Mm -hmm. um, I know that the current uh, ETF, they call it an ETF for Bitcoin, really doesn't track the, the, the Bitcoin very well. Mm. And so you're kind of like, you're, you're not in the best place. So right. um, I think that um, I personally am not a big Bitcoiner, uh, but um, but I think there's a lot of people speculate in it, and we'll see what happens with the SEC relatively soon. Yeah, I mean, you can have faith in paper bills, or you can have faith in a blockchain. It's just, you know, right. how you want to go for it. But, yeah, I would definitely wait on that, too. Uh, I wish we had more time. We've got a bunch of other stuff we could cover. There's so much involved. But check them out, armadaadvisors.com. My guest today has been Wesley Odom, the president. Uh, also, uh, thank you for your service, uh, former uh, U.S. Naval Service Warfare Officer. Yes, wow. Absolutely. So uh, 30 wow. years in the biz and all this experience. Go check them out today, armadaadvisors.com. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. We'll be right back with more Pensacola Expert Panel.